Hey guys, it's your crazy ray of sunshine rolling with Miss Community, and I am your host today for Hitting the Streets podcast show. Welcome to the series of interviews giving you an insider's look at the small businesses, entrepreneurs, and the events that we're having in our community. Once again, I am the host of this show, and today we are talking to the leaders of the food truck industry with some special guests. But before we get started, I want to give a big shout out to Brittany at Tidemark Therapy. Brittany came to my rescue this week when I let her know that I was having this huge podcast and all these people and I didn't have enough equipment. So she hooked me up with microphones and everything. And Brittany, I appreciate you so much for doing that. You saved the day. Another thing too, before our guest gets here, I want to introduce you guys to a local artist here in the Grayson County area. His name is Jay Fitz, and I have a snippet of his song that I I want you guys to check out. All right, so here we go. Okay, guys, so we're back. I hope you enjoyed that track by Jay Fitz. Jay Fitz is a local artist here in the Grayson County area. And now my guests have arrived. So we are talking to the leaders of the food truck industry today on Hitting the Streets podcast. And over here to my left, to my left, I have B-Dog Street Dogs, Mr. Brad Wells in the house. What's going on, y'all? And I have the wonderful, the incredible... Hunter with Lettuce and Dogs. What's good, everybody? And then I have, oh my gosh, y'all, I've been dying to get this guy on my podcast. I have Juan here with two brothers, Hibachi. 
What's up, guys? We're open right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have Colin with the K is in the house. Popkin Pickles. What's up with it? Remember, go to popkinspantry.com to order your brand new Popkins hoodies, guys. Y'all hear that? That is some true entrepreneurs here. So I am going to go ahead and get started with the questions that we have. Hopefully, we'll have enough time and then we'll open up this dialogue for you guys to ask the questions. And they give you the answers. Okay. So the first question that I have up is, how did you guys get the idea for your business? So I'm going to start off over here with Bradwell. So Brad, kind of tell me a little bit about how you came up with the idea of Slinging Winnies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so people that know me know I'm in the car business and I buy, sell, and trade stuff all the time. Probably 10 years ago, maybe a little bit longer, I traded a motorcycle for a hot dog car. And I kept it in the garage for months, months. Never really thought about it and um, ended up using it to trade for something else. So years down the road, we're sitting at um, one of the local restaurants here in town, and I was fed up with my job. I've been in car business 20 years now, and I was just fed up with it. So I made a remark that I would even take my hot dog car back just to do something different. Um, a couple days later, pocket full of money and uh, headed to Oklahoma City, came back with a hot dog cart, and there you go. And that was a four-hour drive to Edmond, Oklahoma, <laughs> and a four-hour drive back. It sounded like you were there. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hunter, tell me a little bit about you. Tell me how you guys came up with the name Let Us Indulge, how that business come up. So lettuce and dolls is kind of funny. Uh, my family farm is General Soul Farms. If y'all haven't heard, they aquaponically grow uh, lettuce and vegetables. And um, my mom and family has been really critical on healthy eating, and it became a health issue for my little sister and my mother. My mother. So she just dove in. If if you give that woman a PhD in nutrition, she's got it without working for it. And so she was like, "Hey, we have all this lettuce. You know, you've been in the food truck industry before. You let's just jump on a food truck." And if anyone knows me, I'm all about adventure, and I'll take the risk if I want to. So I was like, let's do it. So we opened the food truck, and it's kind of just blossomed from there and given many opportunities. And so, yeah, here we are right now. All right. So what's up with you, War? Talk to me about this two-brother hibachi. Where did y'all come up with that? Where did it start? Well, it first the idea. Started, it, we first started off with uh, wanting to take over the world, right? Yes. So, yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, just one day, I just I just wanted to get out of the this – just the restaurant industry and ironically enough i wanted to get out of the food industry just because i was tired of not having a life because you know if you guys have ever you know we've all worked in restaurants you know you don't have any weekends long nights barely get to see the people you love so my initial idea was opening up a uh, taco truck oh wow yeah and then and then it just kind of like died off and then one day my brother had the idea let's do a bocce out of a trailer and we just we went with it you know, yeah. my brother sent out a text to our family and it was like, what do y'all think about this idea? And we just, we rolled with it. You know, wow. one thing led to another. Oh, are, are we still going to talk about a taco truck though? No, no, just no, like, no, no. What no, the heck? We have too many homies in the game. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. Would it be your <laughs> taco <laughs> truck? <laughs> <laughs> I like friends. 
<laughs> exactly. I hear you. So now we have Colin here and Colin was on the podcast. Um, he was my November community spotlight. And Colin, why don't you go ahead and just kind of give us your thoughts here on that question? I know we've talked about this before, but and, and I know you talked about the pantry and how you came up with that idea and seeing the beautiful colors that you saw in your family's pantry. That's the way Popkins Pickles got started. Yeah, it was basically, I'll keep it short and sweet. It was basically just a find something you can sell type thing, you know, and pickles was one of the few things that I could just start, you know, like there was no, um, I didn't have to put together a, a real business plan or anything. I could just start making pickles and selling them out of my house right there. And that's where, for a guy like me, I just, I have to get started. Right. And so uh, that's, that's how I got started. Mm-hmm. I just figured out something I could sell and just, that's where I'm at now. Right. Still trying to figure it out. A lot of people don't know this and, and, and some people do, but a, a lot of people, um, don't realize that or haven't realized that Brad and I used to own a restaurant, um, long, long, long time ago days. What was it? 10, 12 years, 10, at least that, um, it was Silvio's Cocina. And so we had that for about a year and we ran, I mean, that was a huge, uh, restaurant. And we had a bar. That's the time that I was like, no, Colin, you should have not known us that day. Those days. Because those days were wild. And so, yeah, oh, way back. And so we started, I mean, Brad, once again, Brad had all these ideas. And um, he wanted to do this restaurant thing. And I'm with you, Juan. 17 hours, I just was not about that life. You know, that was long days. Um, I worked in Dallas part time. So when I got done in Dallas, I came to work at the restaurant. Then we had the bar on the weekends. It's like we we never we didn't have a life. We were coming and going. Brad was leaving the bar at two o'clock in the morning, shutting it down back at the um, at the restaurant Sunday morning, getting ready. So, you know, the food truck, I feel like we have a better schedule. You can set up for lunches or we can set up for breakfast. It just, to me, it just felt like a better schedule that we can manage, especially now since our family has, has grown so much. So um, I get what you're saying about the, the long hours and not having the weekends and not having any life. So um, the next question I have for you guys is uh, what, what is your key driving force? Um, what's your, to keep going and, and what was your key driving force to become an entrepreneur? What, what was that? Okay, we'll start with Warren while he's thinking. Oh, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, I, well, growing up, I've always wanted to be a lawyer, right? I've always, I was even in, I was the president of the debate club when I was a freshman. Oh, in nice. School. Um, but then I, I had some introspection and I realized that I just wanted to wear a suit all the time. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to be rich and wear a suit and just stunt on people, right? So, um, I respect that. I do too, yeah, right? I say. Um, so I was like, you know what? That's not the only avenue that you have to get there, you know. And my driving force mm-hmm. that, you know, what I what makes me get up every day and hustle hard is my daughter. You know, I promised her a huge house and she never lets me forget. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hunter, what was what was your driving force to become this entrepreneur and what is it now? Man, some people consider it laziness, but I consider it working smarter. But I learned a lot of hard things as a young kid and the phrase that stuck with me from my family was work smarter, not harder. So I took that extreme and it was like, well, I'm not working nine to five and I'm not going to have a boss. And so I'm going to work smarter than everybody else. And so mm-hmm. I kind of jumped in and it creates a lot of different obstacles, but I'm a huge people person. And it just takes, if I can have one person happy at the end of the day, then I know that 
I didn't just work smarter, but I did my fulfillment, you know? Yeah. So that was kind of it, really. So, y'all, the first time I met Hunter was on the, the, the coffee truck that he, that, that he took care of. And so, 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 he was so friendly and so warm and fuzzy. And then I'm like, so then next thing I know, the truck's gone. And I'm like, so I wonder where that dude wind up me. And then he's winding up being at the at the new CJ's yeah, place is where he's worked. And every time I'm just like, oh my God, there's the guy. Isn't that funny? Yeah, you had a following. Like it was that. me. Yeah. I was the stalker. So I was like, I gotta be here every morning to get my coffee from Hunter. <laughs> okay, Brad. So tell me too, what is what was your key driving force um to to get in this game, the food truck industry game, and what is your driving force now? Um, I guess my driving force to get into it was I just wanted to work for myself. I was I was fed up with what was going on, people telling me what time I got to be somewhere, what I got to do, what time I get off, how much money I can make. And as a as being self-employed, they really can't tell you that. It's all about how much you want to put into it as to how far you can go, how much money you can make. You can make money from 9 to 5 or you can make money from 12 to 12, you know, so um, – I'd like to find that way where I can make money like that. <laughs> Anyhow, my driving force now is, um, is, is basically something I get to do with my family. So my wife helps me. My son helps me. We got good friends that help us. Um, the grandbabies love it. So um, right now, I guess my family is, is what keeps it out there. And you, Colin? My driving force is this shmoney. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> dollar, dollar bills, y'all. No, no, no. Um, in all honesty, my driving force is the freedom behind it. It's basically what all you guys touched mm-hmm. on. The freedom I get from doing my own thing and the pride I take in it is something like it. It's priceless. I mean, it is, uh, and it's almost a curse sometimes. I feel oh, like, yeah. I, yeah. like I can't go back, you know, like, yeah. damn. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's so y'all feel freedom. like it's more of the, the, because you have the freedom of setting your schedule, setting your time. That's, that's basically it. Like I'm a lot of people, a lot of times I tell people I'm kind of a glorified stay at home dad sometimes. Like, I mean, and I have to work my job into dropping girls off to school and kids yes. off to school and picking them up and doing this. There's sometimes I got to go in three o'clock in the morning. And if I got to stay up till three, four in the morning to get my job done, that's what it takes. And that that's the type of freedom I actually enjoy. So it's hard sometimes, but I enjoy the hell out of it. I will say this, you know, Brad and I did try to do the full time food truck, the f- food truck thing. And um, it, it went well at the very beginning. And I think it kind of died off because maybe we oversaturated it like we were open every day and we had the same thing over and over again. I know one of the things that we had to take a look, look at was. Um, our menu, you know, it needs to be forever changing because the same thing over and over again, people, even me included, will get tired of. Do you guys have that situation where you have to change out your menu? I'm looking at you like, no, please don't change that menu. (laughs) I'm looking, I'm looking at Juan with her two brothers about you. I'm like, "Uh, let's not, let's not ask you. Hunter. Actually, he did change his menu. They opened a restaurant as well for all the other food. Well, that's very true. Yes, you do have another restaurant. Tell me a little bit about that. Is it now? First of all, let's. How do you pronounce P H O? It is pho. It's not pho. Okay. Yes. 
I've said it wrong this whole Same. entire time because I can't get pho out. I'm like, pho, no, 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 it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me just a little bit about that right there because you do have another business. You have yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, we, we opened up around in April, I believe. Um, it's a Vietnamese cuisine, you know, okay. and um, it was just, again, it was just an idea that Caesar had. We were both cooking side by side in the trailer and he turned to me and he was like, so initially what happened is the... I don't know if y'all heard of Walk Kitchen. It was there before. They were open for about seven months. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was Jojo. And he came to us and he was like, hey, just take over the lease. You know, I'm out. I don't do it no more. Um, come, you know, and he wanted us to uh, put two of the boxes there. But being so close to Tokyo, we didn't want to do that. You know, we could. We could have. But yeah. being a season, we didn't, we didn't want to do that. We didn't have, want to have bad blood with our old sure. boss and everything. You know, we still, you know, respect the guy and all that. Um, and then one day he, was, he just turned to me. He was like, dude, listen make a Vietnamese restaurant, let's do pho. And one of our good friends, uh, actually one of the guys that was alongside Caesar training me how to cook kibachi food, um, lived in Dallas, he's a really good chef, mm -hmm. and we partnered with him, and him and his wife, they're Vietnamese, and they came up with the menu and all that stuff. That's awesome, that's awesome. Well, that's awesome. touch on something, you know, you said uh, that you didn't want to open the same style of business right there because of your old work or your boss yeah. and, and showing respect. That's something that I see in this industry, our food truck industry. And I feel like with all of us um, vendors, there's an incredible amount of respect for each other. Yes, absolutely. Nobody, absolutely. nobody steps on anybody's toes. Everybody's there to help each other. Absolutely. Loan you whatever you need, you know, so. We all know the game. We've all been in it. Yeah. So it kind yeah. of creates that good yeah. I, I think I think it's mainly because we do understand that it's not, uh, there's no, there's no competition between us. You know, we're all very right. different. Right? You're here. You know what I mean? Right. Even if, even if we do have the same style of food, like a, a taco truck and another taco bus or whatever, you know, there's no competition. There's so much money out there that you can uh, make. There's, you know, there's enough money out there for anybody. Right. That's mm -hmm. why you have Jack and Box Arby's and McDonald's right next to each other. Same Correct. And they're still in business. <laughs> That's right. right. Exactly. That's right. If people would learn, and I'm saying this, Rolling with Miss Community is saying this. If people would learn more to collaborate instead of competing against each other. That's something that Brad and I truly believe in. I, I do. I preach it all the time, everywhere I go. If we could all come together, do you know how much more money we can make? And, and yes, we're all different, but we're trying to just to, just to be successful, you know? Um, so the next question I want to go ahead and jump into, who has been your greatest inspiration? Hunter. Man, like I said earlier, how much I love people. Um, my greatest inspiration would probably have to be my mom. So she's never given up on anything. And if it comes to, you know, we can all fall into that negativity when we wake up in the morning and you had a bad event or something crazy happens and you're just like, wow, that was one curveball after another. Mm -hmm. And she was one thing to really just set it straight and keep that positive energy you had when you first started it. And so that's always been inspiring. But besides her, I would totally say people like just every day. That's why I love coffee. And that's why I had a hard time leaving coffee. I stayed in that thing for a decade. Really? But, you know, I started in seventh grade at junior high. I started being a barista and it just stuck with me forever. It wow. Was, it was all because like, I love watching people smile. And so I knew that they saw me every morning. I can make sure they had a good day. And so that's something I wanted to bring to let us indulge. And it kind of spits, uh, kind of fits a healthy lifestyle and healthy eating because you can't have a good day. And so I see them at lunch instead. And so that's, it's every person, every person inspires me, every customer I'd have to say. What about you, Juan? What's your me, greatest Me, if it wasn't for me, I wouldn't be me. No, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the That's Snoop Dogg, That was Snoop Dogg, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was the greatest. 
honestly, he came into this country. He was born here, mm-hmm. almost like uh, I don't exactly know exactly how it happened, but I know that he was born here, but then immediately took back to Mexico and and lived there and grew up there. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know English, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was fourteen, he said uh, he crossed the border, but he was legal. Uh, crossed the border here in America, uh, learned his English, reading books, went to college while still learning English. Wow. Um, got an accounting degree, then instantly learned that that wasn't for him. Then, you know, just went to school, graduated, got a job at a factory, worked his way up from the bottom all the way to the top. Now he's a superintendent out at Tyson. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. wow. That's an amazing story. And not only, and another story that I can bring up, this guy, he's uh, not only is he like mentally just strong, um, just physically as well. I remember one time he was out cleaning the backyard and he messed up, he messed up his leg somehow and he finished cleaning up the yard and then he went to work and he realized by the time he, he got to the door to enter his job, he was in so much pain. He had to turn around and go to the hospital. He ended up breaking one of the one of the bones in his leg. Wow! Yeah, he wow! Like finished cleaning up the backyard and tried to go to work. Oh my day. god! Wow! That's yeah. a superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness! And determination. Oh yeah, that's so. Yeah, that's that's true. Okay, Brad. So, who has been your greatest inspiration? Um, probably just um, in a roundabout way, my friends and family. Uh, they were the ones that got us started in it. Um, of course, the ones that stand by us. And keep pushing us, mm-hmm. um, and then you, you, uh-huh. you don't. Oh, no, I promise myself I wouldn't cry. None of y'all, none of y'all. You're crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> I'm not crying. All right, Colin. And I know Colin and I have talked about this before too. Um, and thank you, B. And um, family and your wife. I I know. Every time I talk to you, you talk about Miss Queen B and um and the love that you have for your kids. Um they take they they they're really your driving force too, as well as yeah. the inspiration. It, when you talk about inspiration though, I was gonna keep it kind of local, like like you guys, B Dogs, y'all are a big inspiration. Oh well for thank sure. you. Thank you. And Paul. um also like locally, like Jeremy Roberts with 903 mm-hmm. and Momo's Donuts. Man. Oh my gosh, Momo's, Momo's. Yes. Like I would always when I was getting started or just when the, the seeds were first planted of Popkins pickles or me doing anything, like I would watch those videos like Momo would put out or mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy would put mm-hmm. out about his beer. And I, I remember thinking, like, if those guys can do it, they're right up the road. Like they're if they can do it, maybe I can do it too. Right. right. I'm, I'm still trying to get on their level. <laughs> you know, that as far as inspiration goes, I did look at a lot of people locally like that. Sure, and sure. I, yeah. Yes. Well, you know, we all support, Brad and I included, but all y'all, we all support local because that's what it's all about. You yeah, know, and, and I've said this before, you know, Jeremy um, did a lot in my opinion, did a lot back in the days to help people like us to get yeah, started. Okay. So, you know, and Momo's God love that man's donuts. I know, right? <laughs> my gosh. Yeah. A sugar high at six o'clock in the morning. It's like the best. I know, right? <laughs> so now that we've been talking all that, let's talk a little bit more about challenges and adversity. So I, I know Brad and I have gone through a series of series of challenges and adversity, um, especially when we went full time. Um, Brad, Brad will tell you he's all about his home and his family. And when he can, when he saw that the money was not taking care of home and family, he knew he had to go back to work. So that's one of the things that we both decided that that was the best thing for us to do is because it just wasn't cutting the mustard. You, you know what I mean? So we had that challenge of 
starting out there and then the challenge of making that decision to not be back out, you know, not be out there anymore and uh, just start doing events. However, um, it was good to be out there every day slinging weenies, y'all. I mean, it was it was great to be out there seeing people during the lunchtime, especially downtown over there at Bona, Bona Petite, y'all, over here in 1417. It was good to build that rapport with people and everything like that. But it just, it just at the end of the day, just wasn't paying the bills. No. You know, so. Yes, yes. Smiles don't cook you dinner. That's very true. So, Hunter, tell me a little bit about your adversity and challenges that you've had. Um. Well, being lettuce and dulge is all farm table and all farm fresh, and it's extremely healthy. And I would say the healthy lifestyle is here, but it's not here as populated as it would be in Austin or California. So that creates an adversity in itself because where we could maybe compromise and change a menu or change a product to kind of saturate the area we're in, we're sticking true to ourselves and trying to bring that healthy lifestyle here. And so that's something we'll always do. But I see another adversity is uh, we are farm to table and we source it from our own family farm at Gentle Soul Farm. So that creates an adversity because that creates more effort. So we harvest all our own products and we grow all our own products. And so we have an amazing staff that do that for us, but that staff's also family and also works on the food truck. Wow. So, you know, time can be an issue, but it's doing something you love. So you're willing to put forth that time. But I would say those two things right there and, that would probably be it. And then just, you know, staying true to bringing the healthy eating to this area is yeah. something that not many people do it. I can say we're probably few and far between, and that's what makes us the craziest. But Makes y'all unique. <laughs> y'all are very unique. <laughs> yes, yes, yes very unique. It's something that I know is coming and something that I know will keep bringing to people that do want it. So That's good. Juan, how about you? Well, I, I like I like to try to scare people whenever they come. <laughs> what? Whenever they, whenever they come at me with like they're like, hey, I want to make a food truck. Give me some advice. Sure. And like before I give you any any advice, like let me tell you a couple stories and let me ask you how serious you are about it, right? Because I'm not gonna sit here and waste my time on somebody that's not that's gonna listen to my advice but not you know put it forth in, into action. Um, so I like to tell them a little story about what happened between my me and my brother. I think this was summer eighteen. I think it was last year. I'm pretty sure. Um, we got up to what one ten, the heat. Mm-hmm. It was we was at the heat. It was hot, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I know and I know y'all both of y'all. You worked mm-hmm. in his food truck, and uh, mm-hmm. you guys know exactly how it gets in that food truck. It's 20, 30 degrees hotter in the mm-hmm. food truck, especially yeah. when it got to the grills going. Yeah. Yep. So um, this was Saturday night. That previous day, Friday, I had a I had a heat stroke. Well, I was like mm-hmm. right there, like I was on the verge of a heat stroke. Yeah, my body started shutting down, and I was going, uh, my body was shutting down, right? And uh, it went into, my body went into shock. It was like one of the scariest things that I've ever been through. Like my hands, they tensed up. Like I was driving home, thankfully I lived like right in Pebblebrook, right? So I didn't have to drive very far. I just told Caesar like, I gotta go. That's all I could get out of my mouth. And I, I went to the house and I started like uh, hyperventilating. My hands weren't working. They were just locked, my hands were locked up. So it was hard for me to turn the steering wheel. And I was telling my brother this experience that I had on Saturday. Like, I went, you know, because I took the rest of the day off. I didn't have a choice. <laughs> and uh, then, I, then, I went, then I went back. And then I went back that next day on Saturday. And, and uh, again, we had a busy day. And uh, we closed up. And whenever me and my brother were cleaning the trailer, I turned to Caesar and I started telling him my experience of, you know, my body going through shock and um, what I went through the previous day. Because he didn't know what happened. All he knew was like, oh, dude, I got to go. And I just disappeared, you know. And as I was telling, explaining to him uh, what I went through that previous day, he was he was cleaning out tissues from his nose because it was so hot that he had a bloody nose. It was, he was having it was like he he had a high blood pressure, 
There you go. It raises his, his blood pressure up. Oh there. my He's goodness. So yeah. So in this, I, like I said, I try to scare people out of it. And, 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 if, I and if I can't do that, if I can't scare you out of crying, exactly. then you're good. You might just make you. I think that might just be a two brothers thing. Though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't work that hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you, I That's will say, yeah, that, that Brett and I, um, not last year, but the year before last, when we did Hot Summer Nights, when it was in three digits. No, I think that's the same Was it the same year? About, yeah. Yeah, because in the evenings, it was 110, 115 degrees outside yeah. and 120 to 125 in the trailer. Yeah. And yeah. remember, this is a guy who owns his own business. So he he did this out of, I mean, he loves what he's doing. He right. did that out of, I don't want to say service, but, you know, mm-hmm. like he's serving you. Like he's giving himself to you right. guys. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I have a have a different type of respect for food industry people. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I remember it just being so hot, even with our our um, our staff, you know. Um, and I also recall uh, the first year that we did the Celtic Fest, and I'm not lying, we got our ass handed to us, and it was hot, and it was hot. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, Brad! Yeah, yeah, Brad had to go out and break the line just to tell people. We can't do anymore. We had 30 tickets. And then they don't tell them how many tickets we had on the side over there that we were trying to catch up, you know? And so it, it was a little crazy. Mm-hmm. So I, not that, not, we, didn't, <laughs> we didn't have that, God forbid. But Juan, that's, that's, I'm so glad you, everything's fine and you're better and nothing else <laughs> happened to you. Because <laughs> that's crazy. Um, Brad, any other adversity challenges that you can think of? With B-Dog? My adversity or, or my challenges is, like you said earlier, is accepting um, that the way that I structured my trailer, my business, is more of a part-time um, deal. It's it's We do events, we do parties, we do the concerts, we do those type of things. And it's, and it's more because of the, the menu that we have set up. Um, and the reason I haven't switched from that is because it doesn't matter what we do on the trailer to try and change that. Everybody um, wants the junkyard dog or they want the tacos. So I can't get away from the menu. So so the challenge for me is is being able to accept that part-time is the way to do it, not full-time, you know, and, and maybe down the road we'll, we'll get a different truck or another truck um, and do a, a totally different menu that, that will compensate for that okay he said maybe we will get a different maybe. truck i'm sorry did y'all catch that did y'all see how he slid that in there uh, he slid that in there did y'all see that that's a very cool concept though i'm, yeah. and I'm very interested to talk about that uh, you want to be part of the franchise well i would lo- what here's my thing pickle on a weenie i, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. that's a that, we can talk about that. <laughs> but, uh, no that's a that's a conversation i'd like to have at some point man sure so, because i like as hard as you work that day one yes. when, when you had a heat stroke or, or and as hard as you work in that trailer i i feel like there's a way to not work that hard like there's a way to do this and then like, you hire to, other people to do it right yeah <laughs> but uh like the event thing like like you like y'all are doing now that's kind of my vision for what I would like to do. Like yeah. I like to create the buzz around some sort of event, pop up, sell what you got, come home, 
<laughs> um, real quick, guys, just want to give you guys a head up. We've got a minute and then we're going to be taking a break here. Uh, when we come back, we, we want to open up this dialogue to um, a Facebook live post. So we're going to try to manage that here within the next minute or two. Um, but I have here Brad Wells with B-Dog Street Dogs Hunter, because I cannot pronounce her last name, um, with Lettuce Indulge. It's cool. I just can't do it. <laughs> and Juan with Two Brothers Hibachi. And we have Colin here with Popkin Pickles. And from my understanding, Colin, Catherine would come and bake it is on her way? Yeah, she's, she's on her way. Okay, good deal. Okay, good deal. So we're going to um, take a break. We've got one minute left on this podcast. We're going to take a break. And what I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to go back and have Jay Fitz back on here on the show. I'm going to play the rest of the track so you guys can check him out. Jay Fitz is a local artist here in the Grayson County area. You can find him on Facebook as Jay Fitz. You can also find him on SoundCloud. And so here we go. We're going to play a little bit of Jay Fitz. I have felt the thank you. I appreciate it. Don't David hassle me. I'm not obligated. I've been waiting for that time that is now. But I gotta find something that will help me out. A job who gets to make money to spend money for my advanced check. Time to let it people run me like traffic is tragic. And people will give you talents. I wish they would just shut the fuck up and let me handle it. Make you wanna step in there. Twist the cap back with my vicious talents.
Hey guys, this is Rolling Miss Community, and we are back on Hitting the Streets podcast show. I am talking to the leaders of the food truck industry here. We have V Dog, Street Dogs, Brad Wells. We have Hunter with Lettuce Indulge. We have Juan with Two Brothers Hibachi. And we have our special guest here, which is Colin with Popkin Pickles and Catherine with Come and Bake It. Yay! Yay! What's up, everybody? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> So we have been chatting along here offline and we decided to um, open this up to a Facebook live post so we can have the community ask questions and um, these guys give you some answers. So we're going to chat a little bit. So if you guys don't mind, if you see me out here right here on Facebook live, if you've got questions that you want to ask Hunter, Brad, Juan, Colin or even Catherine, please feel free. Put the comments down there and we'll take a look at it. Okay, so. Let's get back to what we were talking about um, on the podcast. We were talking about inspiration, Catherine, same questions that I was asking you and you on the podcast, um, our driving force and um, adversity. Let's talk about likes and dislikes of this industry, um, food truck industry, and also the vendors, the, the vendors here that we have, um, the likes and dislikes. I, I, I will hold my dislikes and likes. <laughs> I will hold them for now, y'all. So we're gonna start with Juan here. What is your likes and dislikes of being in this food truck industry? Well, in our community, Grayson County, what I really like about it is we're so like helpful with each other. You know, we stick together. Even not even just like the food trucks, but the community as a whole, you know, everybody is so like, hey, shop local, you know, buy local. Um, you heard about this place? Try it out. You know, I tried it out. I didn't like it, but you might like it. This is along your style. You know, everybody is so helpful and willing to give that uh, that helping hand. You know, what I mean, that's what I really like about um, this community and Grayson County. Is there anything that you dislike? Uh, man, not really. Honestly, honestly, um, in this industry. I'm, I'm not one to like name things that I dislike. I don't, sure. I don't really. That's sure. I don't really focus on things that I dislike. Sure. You know what I mean? This sure. doesn't sit right with me. Gotcha. Respect. Gotcha. I like that. That's cool. Hunter, you're up. <laughs> to build off one, like I think he was right. Just like the raving fanatics of Grayson County, there's <laughs> like this one crew of maybe a couple thousand people that show up at every event. That you know you're going to see, and Lord, you're not going to get that in any big city. And right. So that's awesome to have here. So when people from the big city move up here, because it's going to happen, everything changes. That's foundation is going to be here, so we can just grow with it. It's kind of like a McKinney type of thing, and so that's something I really love about this area. And dislikes, I don't know, having a food truck, you have a lot of curveballs, and so whereas like yes. brick and mortar, you might foresee your curveballs with food truck, you might Correct. randomly run out of propane or something wild, and the next thing you know, it's a what was an amazing day. You're like, okay, let's just shake that off and make it happen. So that'd probably be my only dislike. Beat all. Uh, my likes are right along the the same lines with them. Um, the community. Um, the following that we have, um, the, the fun that we have, especially oh, when yeah. we're setting up, we're, we're all, you know, friends and, good and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and then we sit back and, and reflect on what went on, you know, and then we have our followers and they all eat off everybody's trailer. And, and it's not just like we said earlier, it's not a competition thing. It's, it's a collaborative. Um, and, and I think that's probably my likes. The dislikes um, would be, um, if I had to say is, is if you've ever been in the industry or like you guys been the behind the scenes part of it, that the people don't see, they think that, yes. that a food truck or a vendor just shows up 
and your product magically appears and you're ready to go. Yeah, that's the truth. Yes, they do. They really do. Hours of preparation. Hours of preparation. Hours of preparation. Losing sleep over what am I going to do tomorrow to fix what happened today or what am I going to do tomorrow to, to make things move smoother? You know, so I guess. That's and that's something that Brad and I truly try to work on. We try to, you said it best here when we were taking a break. We try to train our people or train the audience or train the customers on how we work. Um, education is the key. I mean, to make oh, sure that absolutely. they understand how this industry is. And, and I'm, and I'm going to give kudos real quick to Juan and his brother, Caesar. You guys are so transparent on every single thing that you guys do. Ups, downs, peaks, valleys, challenges, great things that are happening. Um, you guys are really good about putting it out there so people can understand why it's happening. Brad and I, um, we're transparent, but it's more of sitting down one-on-one with somebody, explaining to them, kind of like what you said, do you really want to jump into food truck business? <laughs> yeah. You know, you giving, them, giving them those, those stories and yeah. letting and making sure that they understand but the margin is small. You know what I mean? Um, that was something that I did not understand. And Brad and I had to sit down for a minute. And he had to teach me the food cost of everything and teach me, make sure that I understood why we don't do this and why we do this. So um, I would have to say educating people to understand that we just don't show up yeah. and Food is on yeah. the trailer. That's why I got some 30 minute videos. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we need to do a podcast on that. <laughs> we don't know what we don't know. Right? That's right. That's, right. that's that's very true. Okay, so I'm gonna look over here at our vendors. And uh hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey, how's it going? <laughs> so any likes, dislikes? What's going on in y'all's world? Man, I got a lot of I get a lot of likes. I, I mean, it's going to be cliche because it's right along there with what you guys said. The community, I, like Popkins Pickles would not be Popkins Pickles if it wasn't for this community of of people that support what I do, you know? And um, dislikes, I guess, you know, these haters. <laughs> 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 I will entertain one every now and then. I, I, I've been known to, to entertain a hater every now and yeah, then. If you, you order a burger and you say no pickles, you a hater. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and that, it's also something I'm learning to deal with a little better, too. So That's you know, good. Yeah. That's good. Catherine? Man, I hate going last because, like, <laughs> y'all were right. I don't have much to add to the likes. Um, honestly, when I started this business, it wasn't going – I was not looking to be in the food industry at all. It was supposed to be just a hobby thing because I was bored at home. <laughs> and then it turned into a business because everybody was just like – and the community was so supportive. And yeah. every, the community wanted more. And because the community wanted more, I was like, okay, <laughs> let's keep trying. And then when we I got to a certain level, then the, the people in the industry, like everybody at this table, has been nothing but supportive and, and have – there's no like secret holding and like, oh, well, I'm going to wait until you fall on your face before I'm going to say something. That's There's none of that in this industry. And I feel like that's pretty rare to find in, a, I would say, a competitive industry. But I, I never feel like I'm competing with with yeah. anybody else that's that I'm serving with. Yeah, I think everyone here pretty much in this community, in this town, support, truly support locals. I mean, mm -hmm. you know what I'm Absolutely. saying? I, I don't. Hardly ever see anything that's uh, sideways, I guess I would say. Um, pretty much the, everybody comes out 
support, do what they need to do. I mean, and share and talk and um, we get a lot of referrals, um, a lot of referrals. I mean, from you guys, but other food trucks, yeah. uh, magic smoke. I just want to bring them up real quick. Who are, who's not here. Magic smoke sends us a lot of referrals. We send a lot of referrals to them. And that's great that you have that type of collaboration. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So my question is to you guys, um, if somebody wanted to be in this business, to be in this food truck business, um, what's your advice? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Juan, since you spoke up, you go. <laughs> um, like, like I said, I like, I don't, I don't, um, the way I present it to people is by telling them stories. You know, when me and my brother first did the two brothers, Bocce, that was it. It was just two brothers. You know, we had, Caesar on a 48 inch grill and we had uh, me talking to people, taking the money. And there was, when, like I said, it was just us two. We'd wake up five in the morning, start prepping, start doing work. But whenever we closed, we weren't closed, right? There's so many uh, preparation mm -hmm. stuff that needs to be done. So we'd, we'd close, I don't know, honestly, at the beginning, we'd run out of food. We wouldn't even meet our closing deadline, our closing time. So we'd run out of food and then we'd start prepping for the next day as well. So it was... Early mornings, late nights, and early mornings again. By that I mean we would close the trailer, clean it up, start prepping until two in the morning, wake up at five, do it again. We were dead. By the time by the time Saturday rolled around and you know, we had our days off, we were dead. We were running off monsters and Red Bull. You know, we <laughs> cut our veins and it was energy drinks. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it was. And we we would just look at each other like keep pushing, man. Keep pushing. Keep pushing. Yeah. You know it, So what with that being said did you just start looking at hiring other people to get people in there to help you? When did you when did you see that to make that decision to get to bring on staff? Because uh, it was just you two at the very beginning. Right, right. Uh, have you ever been so tired that your eyes hurt? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's way past well, the headache. Yeah. It's past the headache. I'm not going to tell you how tired hurt. I was the other night, but it wasn't because of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, Tito's, I see you. <laughs> I had a little bit too much of holiday cheer, and man, my eyes hurt. My everything hurt one, but neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, it was after a, a busy day, you know. That, uh, me and Caesar, we just everybody they hit us hard, and we we turned and looked at each other and we're like, "Man, we need to find somebody." But but um, our our issue was who is going to be able to take my place, right? Because when people come up to the window, I'm just like, "Hey, how's your day? How's your day been?" What are you gonna do after this? You know, I'm like, tell me all of your business. Like, <laughs> like while you're giving me your food, like, hey, like, what's you know, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, and that's just how I was with my customers. I got um, really personal with my customers. I would remember names, I'd remember faces, I'd remember orders, and um, me and my brother were like, well, who could who could replace that? And then, and then we got our boy Nick. Yes, <laughs> yes. Have y'all seen him, yeah. hype man? Oh yeah. my gosh! And the rest of the crew. Like I'm, I'm super, like super grateful and super, like super thankful for the crew that we have. You know, and on, honestly, our turnover rate for employees is zero. Can I ask how long was it? Yeah. Like literally, how long was it before y'all hired him? Too long. It was about two months. Two months. Y'all, y'all. Yeah. Damn. Bro. And it was like, in and. and uh, and inspirationally, like what I like to say is, uh, everybody's like, "How'd you find this guy?" We did know him, but we had no way to contact him. I didn't have his number. He don't have Facebook. I don't have him on social media. And we thought about it like, "Man, this guy would be perfect. Nick would be perfect." And I like to say that it was divine intervention. After Aww. like two days, after we had that conversation, 
Caesar was driving to his house and he's seeing Nick taking pictures of houses. For, Shut up. Yeah. That's crazy. He was working for a realtor. Wow. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Well he's great. I, I yeah. love seeing him. The, the Shout out Nick Carver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best video that he did, in my opinion, yeah. was when it was raining and he had that freaking umbrella the out there. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I don't think he even said anything on that video. He didn't say anything. Shook his head and just dropped everything and walked yeah. up. Yeah. That was so great. Okay, Hunter, what about you, dude? Um, so what advice can you give to some of these young bloods out here that want to start a food truck? A lot of people think that because, it, I mean, it's a raving thing that's happening around the U.S. And so I think people see that and think that means it's easy. And I don't think that's true. I think that means there's a special breed of people around the U.S. that is seeing this opportunity. And so taking advantage of that opportunity, because it is one thing, like you are your own boss. You get to create exactly what you want and you can build a brand that you can then turn into whatever you want long term. And that's something that does allow you and you're mobile. So that's something you don't get opening the restaurant. You're stuck. If that restaurant doesn't work, you can't go find where the people are at. So being mobile is nice because you don't have to give up or, you know, be foreclosed and then think, oh, that that didn't work. That wasn't a good drink. No, you just were in the right spot. And so that's something that that allows you to have. And so. I think that's just what to tell people. Don't do it because it's easy, just because it's different challenges and it's a lot of them, as you can hear from everybody else. I have to piggyback off of that one quick. Um, Brad and I, when we were doing it every day, um, being open every day, we had people always ask us, so where are you set up at? And I'm like, oh, we go here and then we go here. <laughs> and they look at us like, mobile food truck. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, okay, so where are you set up at? It's like, no, we're not set up. <laughs> we're not set up. We're yeah. mobile. Yeah, we we move around to these three spots. <laughs> That's the need today. Everybody's like, so where can I buy your pies? I'm like, well, during the farmer's market, you can buy them here, and then you can buy them here, and you can do that. And mm-hmm. then this month, you can do it over here. But yep. the best way is <laughs> to so just yes. follow me on social media. We try to constantly do that. We try to constantly put up um, – a post about where we're going to be yeah, throughout the week. Or, so yes. Oh my so gosh. cool. And so that I'm just laughing at that. Cause you said that we used to say the same thing. We're mobile. Like, okay. So what were you, where are you constantly? Oh like, yeah. I get it. Even if I post on social media, everywhere, I still get asked. I'm like, I'm right oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still have people that think that we're closed, like legit closed. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Cause y'all moved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah. If you move, that is one thing you're rebuilding like a clientele in a way you'll have your followers, but then you have well, followers that you thought were well, followers. Are, are you rebuilding? Are you real? Are you rebuilding? Or are you gaining new audience? That's what that's I, I feel like yeah, you're gaining absolutely. new people versus absolutely. the rebuild. And then you just find the other ones who are lost. And tell them, come lost on. Over here. <laughs> <laughs> you go live on Facebook. Hey, yeah, we're over here. Y'all don't do events and stuff. I mean, y'all pretty much stay stationary other yeah. than the two locations, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, is that something y'all ever thought about? No, absolutely. We, we just had this conversation the other day. Just, but it, it, it's, it's one of those things where we can't hold enough produce in our trailer. Yeah. It's too small of a trailer ah. for us to go out and do an event. We'd run out yeah. mm-hmm. fast. You know, we even uh, at the, Chris, the Christmas parade mm-hmm. that we did last year in 2018, um, we still had employees driving back and forth, rice, veggies, meats, rice, veggies, meats. And that's good, forth. though. Yeah. That's awesome. That is good. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. But I know that does present challenges in itself. So. Yeah, but yeah, that being said, whenever, um, but whenever we do have our uh, brick and mortar, 
for the tuberless bocce, that's whenever we're going to do events because we didn't want to give back because like on weekly we get we get people hitting us up saying, hey, we have an event or I have a wedding. Yes. I'd really love for y'all to do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a person to, to tell people no. I, I love having I love yeah. helping people out. So whenever we we have that opportunity, we're going to go ahead and do it. You know, exactly. keep us awesome. posted on that. Yeah, yeah by all know. means, let us know. All right, B. So, what's your advice to? Well, um, to touch off what Hunter said, to be in this business, not necessarily just the food industry, but the vendors, the mobile stuff, you are a certain breed of person. You have something different inside of you. Um, And and a food truck or a vendor, um, and I can speak from experience off the food truck, I'm more than a cook when I'm on that truck. I'm also a mechanic. I'm a plumber. Uh, Yeah, an electrician. Anything that goes down... You can't just call and say, hey, you know, my propane went out. Come look at it when you get a chance. If you want to make money, you have to figure out what's wrong with it. Yeah. And you have to do it right, right. now. Real quick. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. the hours before and the hours after of what you're doing, you know, the prep work, like you talked about working all hours of the night and things like that. You know, if you're not, if you're looking for an eight to five job, this is not the world. <laughs> this is not the world. If you're not going to eat, live, and breathe it, and bury yourself in it and do 25 hours a day if that's what it takes, yeah. then just get a job. Yeah, Don't yeah. waste your money buying expensive equipment. Y'all, he said 25 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want everybody to know I checked out on that. <laughs> You're exactly right. Though. That would be my yeah. advice. If yeah. it's not in your heart, mm-hmm. it can be in your brain, but if it ain't in your heart, don't waste yeah. your money because you're not going to stick with it. That's Nobody something knows. I for sure struggle with man, yeah. because it is in my brain a lot. I think <laughs> so, about it all the time, but I don't know that I, I don't know that I can put that much more into something. Right. You know what I mean? So well, it's got to stay on your with. mind. I mean, mm. you're going to, you're going to lose sleep over any yeah. business that you're in. Oh yeah. You know, it's just part of it. But this business takes a, a certain dedication, both physically and mentally. Yeah, and if you don't absolutely love it, that's why I say if it ain't in your heart, um, take that money and go on vacation. Don't, yeah, don't do <laughs> yeah. I can tell you how many times I'm like, Brad, there's this gig on, um, you know, six to ten. We got that covered, and then maybe we can go ahead and do this other gig over here from like <laughs> four to nine. He was like, "Who gonna clean up the trailer?" I I, I don't know about all those details. All, all I know is that. Can we not just drive over to the other place and do the next gig? No. He tells me no. Why? Why he tells me no? I'm like, brave man. Michelle is is 100% involved in in the business at all times. But there's things that she just absolutely don't see get done. And that's the cleaning, the prepping, the the shopping, the hauling it to and fro, the maintenance that has to be done. There's things that people don't see. That, that we actually, is our nightmare every day, generators <laughs> blowing up. It's right in the middle of 100 people standing there looking yep. at you. They don't care. They just want their food. So you fix good. whatever the problem is and get my food to me. You know, yeah. So you have to be aware of your surroundings 100% of the time. You ain't lying. That's what I've been trying to teach my employees. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. right now, they're by, they're by themselves. Yeah. yeah, daddy's not home. Yeah, <laughs> 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 the kids are home alone. <laughs> <laughs> That's something you gotta teach them. You gotta know, be aware. Yeah. You have to be aware of everything that's going on. Right. right. 
I want to take a really quick pause. So guys, we are live on Facebook here on Hitting the Streets. And uh, we're open, opening up this dialogue for anyone to ask questions who's watching. If any of you guys have questions that you want to ask the food truckers here, um, even our vendors, Colin and Catherine, that's here, please feel free to comment, ask the questions, and we'll get to it as soon as we can. Paco, shout out to Paco. What's going on, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Paco. Everybody say Paco. And, and then there's Debbie Warren. Hey, Debbie. Hey, you see it? <laughs> oh, she Debbie Warren. It's it is your heart because you have the biggest heart, Colin. Oh, that's so Aww. sweet. Oh, my gosh. Don't do this. <laughs> Colin, don't okay, you start with me. If okay. you start crying. a series of questions that will make Colin cry. Yeah, there we go. Oh, man. Damn, man. I'm excited. I've got front row seats. Okay, so... I'm going to turn it over to Colin and Catherine with the same question. You guys being the vendors working the Sherman Farmer Markets, all the markets that you guys do. Um, we've talked about this before, too, in our previous podcast. But what's the best advice that you would give people that want to get into your industry, um, whether it's, you know, doing the pickles or doing the pies? I believe you told me someone was interested in doing cinnamon rolls. Yeah, that um, I'm, I'm still <laughs> I'm dreaming of that. That's I why I'm bringing it back you up. You need both, sister. Um, hopefully I'll put that out there. <laughs> Just put that out there into the universe. So, yeah. So what advice would you guys give, even from your, your perspective? Man, y'all know, you know what I'm going to say. Like, <laughs> go for it, man. If you just have a, a crazy idea like I did, like selling pickles, man. It's I don't know many people who are just thriving or willing to jump into that game. But, um, I mean, it, there's a lot of ups and downs, but it's very worth it. You know, I, I love what I do. Um I really forgot the, the question anyway. <laughs> Y'all, this is the uh, second time Colin's done this to me. Oh, advice. Man. What advice? What Colin, look at me. Look at me, Colin. No, what okay. advice? Okay, so, well, like I was saying, like I was trying to say, we cue cards. My advice would be to think long and hard before you jump into the pickle business. But, uh, <laughs> but put a plan together, man. That's something I didn't do and I still struggle with is, you know, a plan. What I am good at is just getting started. Yeah, well, just do it. And let me and jump been, in. You know, I've kind of been just doing it for four years now. I'm just figuring it out on the fly. Let, let me jump in real quick on that. Because this is like the second or third time you kind of brought that up. Yeah. How? And if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. <laughs> but how many of us truly have a business plan? Mm. Mm. I'll tell you my business plan. My business yeah. plan. Oh. I got a business plan. Do you really? I'm like the Hermione Granger of the food truck world. We're going to be best friends. It's always been like my lunch money is in your pocket and I got to go get it. Like, that's <laughs> hey, hey, your lunch money. I got to remember that when I'm out there in the street. You know what I mean? Lunch I mean money. My lunch money is in your pocket yeah. and I got to go get it. Like, I, And it's not... I'm not giving this advice to people, so don't take this. Yes, y'all, we just talking. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, put a business plan together. Mm -hmm. That's something I'm still like, I, I have to put a business plan together. I need to do that. And it's just one of those things I just haven't done. Well, because, I mean, that, go ahead. No, no, no. That also, um, you know, it, it works with, to give an analogy, mm -hmm. you you have to have a destination, right? Or else, or else if you're you're in an unmanned boat, yeah. Right. Where's it going to go? Freeze. It's probably not, not going to get very far at all. Right. Yeah. So you have to have a destination. You have to know um, which route to take or else you're, you're, you're just an unmanned ship. And to go off on that, too, I learned that kind of the hard way um, this summer. I was trying to 
you know, it's <clears throat> this, when this business evolved, it was just kind of follow the leads. Where's the opportunity? Oh, that's a door that's opening. Let's go through it. And then it got to a point where I was looking around. I'm like, this isn't what I want. This isn't what I want the business to be. I started to go into like mass production and I'm like, man, I hate this. <laughs> I hate this. And that's what made me really stop and refocus. And I'm like, okay, well, what, what do I want this business to look like? And what, what are the steps to, to get it there? But you're totally yeah, right. Another perspective with that. Um, where you go sometimes isn't where you want to be, but maybe you're learning things with those experiences that are Definitely. important for where you want to go. Man, right. I'm so yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so what so you right. learned on that on that road, you needed to learn to oh, get yeah. to where you wanted to be. I right. would have not been able to get. The the experience I learned from that is I feel like I learned like a year's worth of experience in two months, <laughs> and go. it was hell. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good now. Yeah, it's gonna learn you. It's gonna learn you. Twenty five hours a day. So much business information by doing things the wrong way. Oh, that I just, oh yeah, um, trial and error. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And shame on shame on me that I'm like this, but like that's kind of the only way I'm learning. Okay. You know, it's just well, just because it's on paper doesn't mean it's going to work. You still have to put your life exactly, yeah, in, you know, into it to, to get what out of it. Yeah. Okay, guys. So we've got like five minutes. So I'm going to do a nice little bonus question, and then we're going to do a quick final thought. Okay. So the bonus question is, if you had a magic stick, magic wand, which are the three things you would change in the world? So if you had a magic wand. You're going to ask me first. Of course. And just name one. What would be one of the things that you would want to change in the world? Uh, perspective is one, I think. But I think that is changing, so I just want to help it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I don't need to do that one on myself. Sure. Perspective on three things. Um, perspective, and then just imagine it. Bringing imagination back. That might sound like Disney cliche or childish. <laughs> I don't care, it. but like people are just—they're not as imaginative, if that's a word, sure. nowadays. Mm -hmm. And so, and so they don't even get creative enough to think about having a food truck or the opportunity of how. Like let us indulge, for instance, we started with the food truck and our plan was real broad and we took every opportunity and then a destination occurred that we didn't even think of, like our collaboration with CJ's Coffee. We have sure. a brick and mortar coming to Gateway. Sure. And that's something where you're like, all right, we got to get serious real quick. But that would have never came if we didn't even start with the little thing. And okay. so okay. I would just say those two are the most critical. <coughs> what about you, Juan? If you had a magic wand, I mean, which of the three things or one thing if you want to? you would change in the world well first and foremost our reluctancy to change right I, I would change our inability to change not a lot of us are open-hearted to change at all because we get comfortable we get stuck amen right? so mm -hmm. and, and a lot of right. people they what do you hear all the time you know if it's not one thing it's another well there's usually said by the people who are in the same place as they were yesterday and the reason why they're in the same place is because they're not willing to change. You have to change. So that is our human nature is to change. From birth, we've been changing. We have to change. Preach it, brother. Okay. Preach it. Speak on this. Speak on this. That's good. What about you, B-Dog? Uh, I guess right along the same lines as them is the, the perception and the ability for the world to see things um, differently. 
than maybe how you were raised or, or where you come from. There's lots of stuff out there that, that is uh, a lot better than, than we have it here. Um, and, and, and people look at us that way, I guess, you know, um, if you're from the big city, you want to move to the country you're from the country, you want to yeah. move to the big city, you know, so that, I think that would be the same thing. What about you, Catherine? Connection. I think that uh, there's a lot of lack of connection mm. these days. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. honestly, that's one of my favorite parts about selling. Like you were saying about like talking to customers, like, man, how's your day? Yeah. Like yeah. I always ask that to people and people I think are always a little like, oh, they well, caught off guard. Yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, wait, is no one you're like, you're not asking me my drink order. You're asking me about my day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I think that's, I don't know, that's kind of crazy to me that that this day and age, I guess it's technology. That's probably, yeah. yeah. And everybody, yeah. and we all want it. Like we need it. We need connection. That's a very human nature thing. Um, but that's, you know, that's why, that's why I make food. That's my connection with people too. I mean, I can talk too, but. <laughs> <laughs> Colin, it, what about you? One thing. It just spread more love. I think it's so, mm. it's so easy right now to do it and we don't do it enough. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, we like, I, go back to being on these phones all the time. We, we hold a lot of power in there. And I think yeah. you can spread love that, that way yes. too. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, I try to, I have a rule about just negative stuff on Facebook and I, I try to follow it as much as possible. But, um, <laughs> it's a struggle. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. But, uh, I hear you. No, I mean, just spread more love and just the negative stuff just kind of tone it down a little bit. All right. Okay, guys, we have one more minute. We're going to wrap this up. Hunter, tell me where I can find you. Where you can find me, I'm at Denison Food Truck Park, spring, March 2020. We'll be at our brick and mortar in Gateway Village with CJ's Coffee. Awesome. Juan, where can we find you? Texoma Parkway, between Goodwill and Napa Auto Parts. Call it. Um, just follow me on Facebook and Instagram, at Popkins Pickles Worldwide, guys. Right. We pop up all over the place. So <laughs> Catherine? Same answer. At Come and Bake It Pies, Facebook and Instagram, we are closed until March 2020 to build our kitchen. Hey, that's right. <laughs> All right, guys, we are wrapping this up. I would like to thank everybody here that has come tonight for this food truck round table. I appreciate Colin. Thank you. I appreciate Catherine. Thank you, Hunter. Juan, thank you. Hunter, and of course, B-Dog. I had to be here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in the street.